day. Happy Thursday. I am Ben Kenny. It is the Bill Michaels Show. Along with me, Mr. Grant Bills. Grant, good morning to you. Good morning, Ben. Good day. <clears throat> Bill is off today. Again, also off tomorrow. Grant and I are taking you through the rest of the week. Grant, I would ask you how your night was, but I think I know the answer. It was just disappointing, man. Like, I, I had a buddy text me right after work, right when the game started. Burns versus Wainwright. And he texted me like, Brewers? Question mark. Like, are we back in? <laughs> I'm like, hey, buddy, if they win tonight, like, look out. Like, last night, it felt like we had it in our hand and we were close, but they couldn't do it. It felt like God was kind of on the Cardinals side last night, which I just hate. Wainwright, Molina, and Pujols, and it just sucked. It kind of always feels that way in September, though, right? Like 4-1 loss yesterday. The Brewers go 0-9 for with runners in scoring position. They leave 12 guys on base. They have ample opportunities to score off Wainwright. They just don't get it done. And then the Cardinals get a couple big hits off Burns. It's just what you've come to expect in September. And as the season goes along, it's the Cardinal devil magic, which I can't really place my finger on what it is. It's just something, and it always happens. Brewers fans love to say devil magic, and I do think they have devil magic a little. I also think the Cardinals just have needs, and they address those needs in the offseason and at the trade deadline. <laughs> so, like, if you if you want to say that's devil magic, sure. Um, but last night, I didn't watch the council press conference because I, 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 I know what he said. I knew in the sixth inning what he was going to say. It was going to be one of those, you know, we got a lot, of, a lot of hits, a lot of guys on base. We just never got the hit. You know, we never got the big hit. And I, I won't watch the presser because I know that's what he said. I refuse to go back and watch it. Yep. Leading the Brewers yesterday and left on base. Rowdy Telez goes two for four, but leaves five guys out there. McCutcheon yep. leaves six. The Cardinals, meanwhile, Albert Pujols comes out with a big two, uh, RBI double eight in the game for insurance. Arenado goes deep. Newt Bar goes deep. You are right when it comes to what they do in the offseason and at the trade deadline. <laughs> bolstering needs now you look at the standings I mean if they they already had kind of run away with it but an eight game lead for the Cardinals uh the Brewers 76 and 67 uh again eight games back of St. Louis there division seems over you go to the wild card though the Brewers sit two games behind the San Diego Padres who lost yesterday though the tiebreaker does go to San Diego so two games is more like three which needs to be noted. No more game 163. They are also four and a half back of the Phillies. Feels like it's getting late. Time's running out a little bit. And if you can't win the Corbin Burns starts, as we have said throughout the season, don't see how you have much success. So uh, you're, by the way, before we move off the Brewers, you're a sick man. You texted me last night and said, I really wanted to see Pujols go deep there. Wait, stop. Don't text me that. I, I mean, that. it's late in the game. You have absolutely no confidence the Brewers are going to win. They have one run. They're down. It's It hasn't been a team with many heroics throughout the season. If anything, they've gone in the opposite direction. It was one of those things. He's sitting at 697. Like, I want to see him get to 700 by the end mm. of the year. And at that point, I felt like the game was over. That would have been an okay time to concede a home run, if you will. I'd be okay if. Brewers pitching intentionally walked Pujols every single at bat they can the rest of the year just to avoid letting him have a chance to get to that record. All right. I mean, yeah, to each his own. There was a tweet 
by the Brewers. So the Yankees are coming to town this weekend and we'll move off as we go forward. I do want to get where you're at in terms of being out the scale of outness when it comes to this baseball team. But the Brewers yeah. did tweet something recently. Uh, quote, must see baseball coming to Milwaukee this weekend. The Brewers versus the Yankees. Our crew is fighting for a playoff spot while Judge is chasing 60 home runs. Now that, in all caps, is September baseball. It all starts Friday at American Family Field. Is Brent Suter going to start one of those games? Or like, what What about it is must-see baseball? The funny thing is they promoted it. I don't know yeah. if you saw, but the Brewers like got it. I don't know how that works, but you I pay saw for it again it. with the little promoted sign. Yeah, they doubled down. Not great. Not great. When it comes to the team, though, on the scale of one to completely out, where are you at today? Uh, the same place I was yesterday. I, I feel like. You're wearing a Brewers jersey, Grant, and I, there's no video, so no one can see it, but he went into work with a jersey on. And I'm not a jersey guy. I I, I, I have jerseys. I own some, but I, I don't wear them. And I have a we have a work event after uh, at a bar downtown for Thursday Night Football tonight, so I thought, you know, I'd look the part. But I do have my Prince Fielder jersey on. I, I I'm not getting more out, but I also can't get more in. Does that make sense? I want to get more excited and I feel like I'm stuck in one place. It does. I mean, the fact you're still watching and still you're still living and dying by the games, I think says you're still oh, yeah. partially in the back of your brain is still partially in. I had a listener tell me yesterday, texted in, I think it was rock and Rick who's called the show and we've been filling in. And, and he said, no, you got off the boat. We're not letting you back on <laughs> if they start winning. And I'm like, okay, maybe I deserve that a little. It's one of those deals where, you know, you had something nice going on with a significant other and uh, it was working really well and then bad things happened and it really should be over. But in the back of your mind, you're like, but what if, you know, yeah, what if we have a great yeah. date? What if something else happens? You're like, what if the Padres just completely collapse and the Brewers finally learn how to hit with runners in scoring position? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely holding out hope for an unlikely scenario, but I am holding out hope. I'm not getting more out, but I'm definitely not getting more in. Speaking of Thursday night football tonight, Chiefs Chargers. Uh, it is a cornucopia of fantasy football production. No doubt the Chargers bolstered their defense. They bring in Khalil Mack in the offseason. But Mahomes Herbert, what more can you ask for from a quarterback matchup? The game that I have a question for you and I have a question for the listening public because I was also planning on going to a bar Zach Heilprin and I, Kenny and Heilprin will be live. Monks, uh, Barn Grill and Sun Prairie from five to six today. I was going to go back downtown here in Madison, go out to a bar to watch the game. Grant, the game is on Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. Will neighborhood bars have it on? Oh, this is a this is a concern I know of many Wisconsinites. I feel like they should be able to. Why not? Get a free trial or Amazon Prime. Most people have Amazon Prime or you know someone with Amazon Prime. But most bar televisions are on cable, right? Like, I mean, most people our age, I can speak for myself and say, I don't own cable. I have a Roku. I have the Roku stick and I'm logged into, you know, ESPN and NBC and all that stuff, Fox Sports. And I watch all the games through that. I also have Prime so I can watch it on my television at home. All bars have cable packages. And that's how they, they, you watch the Brewers there, you watch the news, you watch everything else. I yeah. I woke up today, I had not thought about it. And then I'm surfing Twitter, prepping for the show. And I'm like, okay, wait, it's on Amazon Prime. 
Al Michaels Kirk Herb Street, which I'm excited for. But yes. I wonder if the bars will have it on. So if there are any bar owners out there, I would love to know. See, I can think of multiple bars in downtown Lacrosse, of which there are many. I can think of the cable bars. And then I can also think of one or two bars that I know have like Hulu TV because I've been in there and the brewers are on and I ask them like, hey, do you guys have the brewers? And like, no, we have Hulu Live. So weirdly, you know, it's this generation. We're starting to go more <laughs> to streaming in certain bars. But I think the vast majority of them are on cable. Is there not like a weird direct TV add-on that like can get you the Amazon game? You know what I mean? Not for you, Prime. You have to go. Or I guess I wouldn't assume the bars have it because normally they have everything they need to watch the Packers, Monday Night Football. It's just this is new. Uh, and I guess it's been done for a couple of years, so there's some precedent there. I just haven't yeah. been out on those Thursday nights. Uh, there's a bar in Lacrosse where you can't watch the Brewers. I can think of one. They have Hulu Live. Yeah, that's that sounds like a really questionable business decision. Well, you know, I that's what's fun about downtown Lacrosse is every bar has their their niche, has their thing going on, as I'm sure is the case in in Madison and Monks, most notably. Monks probably has their thing. Like when you think of Monks, where you're going to be tonight, what what do you think of? Kenny What's and Heilprin, live radio shows. There you and go. There you they go. also have, uh, I am a big fan of well-placed televisions. Sitting here mm-hmm. in the studio, there is one I can look at. However, it's from probably the mid-2000s. And it, it's one of those deals where the screen is big enough, but what actually is on TV is only about 70% of the screen, a bunch of it's black. And I can, I always have golf on, but I can never watch it. So a big fan of well-placed televisions. If there's one thing Monks is good at, they have probably the best television array I've seen. Oh, well, not to mention, to not to mention the food and the happy hour yeah. and all that stuff. But when it, when I think about the experience, great place to watch multiple games. Uh, do you know if monks has a, a birthday special for a drink or a meal? Perhaps. Good I deals? don't. Well, that's probably something you should look into. Don't you think? Yes. Uh, it is my birthday. I didn't want to. I didn't. Thank you. I appreciate that. I didn't really want to, you know, do that whole thing. I'm not a big fan of the whole birthday deal. I get to, Well, you don't like making it about yourself. Nobody likes that. I mean, we are on radio. So in a way, mm-hmm. like we kind of naturally do. But it's like it's another oh, day. Yes. I'm hosting this show. I'm going to Monks. I'm hosting my show with Zach Heilprin from 5 to 6. I'll go home. I'll watch Thursday Night Football. I'll wake up. We're hosting again tomorrow. It's just, you know, it's one of those deals. It's football season. We're working. I just, I don't know. I, I'm not the biggest fan of the whole deal. I will, I'm going to try my best, Grant. I'll tell you this. I will try mm-hmm. my best to not be viciously hungover tomorrow. Okay. Okay, that's fair. Well, didn't Zach do that last week or your first show there? Didn't Zach overdo it a little bit? Yeah, but Zach didn't have to wake up at 5 a.m. or 4.30. Zach didn't have to get in the office at 5 a.m. like I did to do the morning show the next day. True, but Zach should go all out tonight in honor of his friend's birthday. That's kind of a requirement. So last weekend, uh, we've done the show there twice now. This will be the third time. The first time, Zach uh, indulged a lot. And the next day, he went on with Ebo and myself and, you know, said he wasn't feeling the best, uh, pretty hungover. I think part of it was watching Purdue blow a football game, kind of led him to a certain point. Ne- uh, last week, the second time we were there, I didn't, I, I left pretty early. I had some stuff to do when I got home. And Zach stayed, and he was like, I, I should leave. I'll have another beer. And this was around, I don't know, 640, 635. I got a text from him at 1015. Still here, LOL. So 
the oh, indulging man. continued. Um, oh man! But Monk's Bar I'm and Grill because uh, I don't have a live show tonight, but I we have an event for our station in Lacrosse, and I'm going to go to Lacrosse Beer House downtown and just hang out there for an hour and a half before the game, and we give away some things. And it's a trap because way too often at events like this or in situations where I go immediately to the bar after work, I don't leave until like bedtime, and that's not that's hardly ideal. So I'm hoping I can be strong, unlike Zach was, and get out on time. Uh, but I wouldn't hold my breath. And it's your birthday, so I'm naturally I'm gonna I'm gonna drink to celebrate that, even if you're not there. And yeah, we'll see, I am uh, the ripe age of 24. Believe it or wow. not, wow, sounds wow crazy to say. There's a lot going on today, Grant, uh, that we will get to. Uh, <laughs> no Monk's kidding. Bar and Grill, by the way, five to six. Kenny and come hang out, listen to the show, talking about Wisconsin's disappointing loss, looking forward, rest of season expectations, all that good stuff. A lot going on on this show today, though. We'll get into some of the Badger stuff. We'll talk about what has to be different, whether a pure throttling should be expected on Saturday with New Mexico State coming into town. But the Packers, the Packers, the Packers. Aaron Rodgers spoke with the media yesterday. Many things were said, some of them Mm -hmm. extremely interesting, and many of them continuing a lot of the points we have talked about, and I know you have as well, on your show throughout this week about the young receivers. There's a big theme, a big question I want to ask today, and we're going to start it, get to it next, because we're going to hear some of Aaron Rodgers' comments. But he talks about patience. And my main question today, as we will expand upon it throughout the day, is how, how long can we actually wait? Like we saw what happened week one. He said, yeah, we have to be patient, do what we normally do while the young guys develop. How long can we actually wait for that to happen when it comes to this football team? Because everybody is talking about week one, you know, read the history books, look at last year. They look horrible week one. They come back. They look totally fine going forward. They get the one seed. The rest is history. To me, it's a different situation than that because the personnel is different, right? Like, I I can't sit here and say the offense is automatically going to get back to that level until I see it happen because it's new, because it's different. Can say the same thing about Wisconsin. I can't sit here and, you know, say I'm confident in this or that on the offense because the coaching staff is new. There's so much new there that I need to see it to really believe it. So when it comes to the patience, how long can we really wait for all this to play out? Hmm. Hmm. Need to think of a time. I mean... Ideally, Tampa Bay week three, because I cannot lose that game. I cannot experience a loss to Tom Brady in that game. So my first thought is week three, but I I feel like maybe we'll be waiting a little bit longer than that. Don't you? I I feel like with Roger's comments yesterday and kind of what we've heard this week, this seems like this is going to be more of a, you know, first month of the season type of thing. I think expecting week three, for Dobbs and Watson and the young guys to be, you know, full swing in the offense. That is optimistic to say the least, given what we've seen and what we've heard. And we're going to get into what Roger said specifically coming up next. I don't want to put a specific time on it. I think it's a general season thought. Like I'm not saying they'll dig themselves a hole in the North or they'll be struggling, but in general, as they get going, because teams round into form, this happens in college football, especially in the NFL. The team you see in November and December is not that you saw at the beginning of the season. A lot of the times uh, for the better, especially when it comes to the Packers, because, you know, they, they do all the winning. And part of that is how they adjust and how they improve as the season moves along. When it comes to the offense, I like 
I don't know they'll really be at the point they need to be until Rodgers finally finds this trust in these guys. That brings up a whole other discussion of does he have to change things because he said he's going to play the same way. I, I don't know. It's not a time thing for me. It's a like okay. It's it's more of a rhetorical like, how long can we wait? How long can we wait for Rodgers to to operate in the offense when he doesn't trust the guys he has on the outside? Okay, that's where I'm at today, and uh, we'll get to that. We'll answer it more. We'll hear what Rodgers has to say because there's a lot of specifics there. There are a lot of themes that pop up that we've talked about all off season. There's some new things that you should be a little concerned about. We'll get to that next. Also coming up. At 11, we'll talk about the game against the Bears. Uh, it is still Bears week. A Bears player made a pretty gross uh, misstep, a pretty glaring mistake with something he said yesterday. I'll tell you what that is. Paul Charchian, we're talking fantasy football coming up at noon today. We have our picks for the weekend in the NFL. A lot to get to. It's a Thursday. It's a good Thursday on the Bill Michaels Show. That is Grant Bills. I'm Ben Kenny. Back after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, we're back. Bill Michael's Show. Grant Bills, Ben Kenny in for Bill today. Also, we'll be in for him tomorrow. You want to get a hold of the program? 877-867-1670. Packers Bears coming up on Sunday. Have a bunch on why Packers fans should be confident entering this game. We'll get to that in about half an hour. And kind of, you know, what has to be different when they take the field on Sunday. Uh, Different from when they last took the field, obviously. Took a loss. Taylor tweets into the program at Ben Z Kenny on Twitter and at Wisco Grant said direct TV as a special package for games. This going back to the, can you actually watch Thursday night football at a bar tonight? Uh, they have a special package for games that are only available on prime for businesses. Uh, and he sent me a link. So that'll continue for Sunday night. Uh, excuse me for Sunday ticket next year as well. He also notes that uh, the bar in lacrosse running Hulu is likely not doing it legally grant. So is there a difference in running it just for TV versus live sports? I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. I have no idea. I have no idea, but that's very good news that if you are out and about the good bars, I guess around this great state will have the game on tonight and we will see. There's one I'm excited to go to. I'm not going to name it because if they don't play it, I'm going to be angry tomorrow when I come in to work. Okay. So we'll get to that. We'll deal with that. If they do play it, I'll give them good shout shout outs. No free ads though. So, Grant Aaron Rodgers, talking to the media yesterday, we're going to hit a couple of the things he said. We'll expand upon it. Uh, We'll hear more from him as we go throughout the show today. His first thing, talking about what they need to do to get running backs, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, more involved with the offense. Here's what he had to say. I think you got to stick with the run a little bit more. We, I think, maybe reacted... Nothing against Matt. Matt probably said the same thing, but we maybe reacted to the score a little bit, and, and we were running the ball well. I think we ran it like about six a six a clip. So we got to just stick with the runs, make sure we're getting our attempts where we want it to be. And you know, we have a lot of different packages where they're in the game in different spots, and just find a way to get them to, to football uh, a few more times. So after what we saw on Sunday, number one, that encourages me. Matt Lafleur said it too. 
I have never doubted, you know, their attempts to get Aaron Jones and Dylan the football. They need to. They are probably the most dynamic players, uh, offensive skill position guys, at least that the team has. So I, I knew that Rodgers in the floor also looked at that game on Sunday and said, Aaron Jones, eight touches, not nearly enough. I will note, though, uh, and Rodgers said this as well, that the game script and the flow kind of went against running the football early and that maybe changed the way that the team approached it. And I would disagree with that approach that if you get down seven early and have that drop touchdown, that you then still don't give the ball enough to Jones and Dylan. Um, The biggest thing, Grant, that has to happen on Sunday for me, first and foremost, this feels like a Packers team that kind of needs to play from ahead, at least where we stand today. Like, If they get out in front, I have no doubt I, a suffocating defensive effort will obviously go a long way, but I have no doubt if they get out ahead, they'll be really tough to beat with who they have in the backfield and the way they can control the game. If they're down, though, I can't look at this offense and have confidence that quick strikes and long explosive touchdowns are there until I see it happen. Okay, I'll say this quickly. This is a big point that I talk about a lot. Malafleur, his Packers, are designed to jump out to a lead and then cling to it. They're not going to run away with the game, and I don't think they're going to come from behind very often. This team is designed, and we saw it in Rodgers' first year when they were 13-3, and three, despite really not looking that good. They'll get out to a lead, and then they'll just cling to it and barely win. And Lafleur knows that, and he knows that they can win that way because, screw real, they don't turn the ball over, which is like a great skill to be able to bank, and most head coaches can't bank on that. I, I want to bring up something you and Zach were talking about on Tuesday night, Kenny and Heilprin. You mentioned adversity defense, right? So those special moments where... You had to have it, right? You had to have a stop. You needed to get the ball back. You need like those, you almost put those moments in a in a special bucket, right? Adversity defense. Yep. The Packers suck on adversity offense, right? If they're playing from behind, trying to score to get back into the game, they stink at it. If they're up 10, trying to go up 17 and put a game away, they stink at it. They they stink at those those adversity offensive possessions. I think that's something I've really noticed about this team. Well, even when you talk about the past, I, that's still even different from where we are today. I think back to the Vikings game in Minnesota last year where the Vikings were explosive. They got out to a lead and the Packers mm-hmm. were going right back at them with long passing plays. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Devontae Adams. The personnel just isn't there right now for the Packers to do it. And Christian Watson has the ability. We saw the ability, but he drops that one. Even if you give him that Rogers didn't go back to him the rest of the game. So I, even the personnel from teams that have showed exactly what you just talked about, the personnel even leans more towards them having to get out and play with the lead. And we'll talk more about that coming up here at 11. When we get into what has to change on Sunday for them to have a, a hand an easy win against a Bears team that, you know, isn't going to shock the world by any means. Aaron Rodgers also talked about, and here we go, how they will handle Christian Watson or Romeo Dobbs as trusted pieces in the offense. I think just the same thing I said uh, after the game. We got to be patient. You know, we got to be patient with them. The most important thing we're going to be harping on is the preparation and the fundamentals and the little things. And the jump happens when you don't become a robot anymore. You understand the why and the what. Ugh. I'm going to walk into the sea. I can't do this <laughs> tomorrow. I can't find somebody else to fill in for Bill tomorrow. I can't do this for another day. It's going to be all season. So, be a robot. That sounds great. 
wow, run a specific route and break the route at the moment you're supposed to break it and get the ball when you're supposed to get the ball. That sounds great. Let's do that. That sounds like a very effective offense compared to what they had on Sunday. And this goes back to the patience thing. Like if we get into the middle of October and late October and into November and the team's battling for the division and we still aren't there yet for Rodgers and the wide receivers, like I, when do we reach a point that things just have to change? I'm not saying they do because it's one game and there's a long season ahead, but is there a point in the season? And this is also kind of a rhetorical question, but is there a point in the season where you get to and say, yeah, we can't just be patient anymore. We have to actually change things to cater to what we actually can do. We're not big on changing things just as a society or as a country. I've been talking about this last few days. Quarterbacks are so stubborn, man, especially older in their, in their careers. And they get a little older and they get comfy and they like to do what they like to do. You know, they're so stubborn. Yeah. And I thought Rogers yesterday in this presser and we're listening to it now, he all but said, I'm not changing what I'm doing. Like I've been good for a long time. Why should I change what I do? But the way I see it, it would be easier for Rodgers to change himself a little bit and adapt because he can, because he's great, than expect everyone else around him to change and adapt, right? That's kind of where I am today. I know we haven't gotten to that point yet in the press conference, I don't think. But, oh, we're about to. Uh, Quarterbacks yeah, are selfish. Russell Wilson will not throw in the middle of the numbers. Everything to the outside, no matter what. There's your layup. Why is this Why is this week going this way? I was so just with it on Monday. I felt like I had a good read on the game and I wasn't upset about anything and as the week has gone along I just get more and more annoyed I think I know why you're annoyed and it could come from this clip exactly Aaron Rodgers saying he knows it takes time for rookie wide receivers to develop in the NFL it takes a while for anybody Some, you know there's been a few guys who've kind of used to training camp and and the OTAs and have been maybe a little ahead in the beginning. Some guys who haven't gotten most of the first year. So we'll see where they fall, but you got to be patient. They're talented guys. You know, we just got to keep giving them opportunities, and when they get the chance to make plays, they got to make the plays. <sighs> I'm wow. really, really trying to stay level-headed today. Uh, a lot going on, obviously. And I have a show later. I have to it's your birthday, man. keep the stamina going. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers came into training camp. I'm trying to be as calm as I can. And you're very calm. You're doing a very good job. He came into training camp and said, oh, it's okay. Cobby's been teaching the young guys. Talking about Randall Cobb, obviously. Oh, yeah, he he has them under his wing. I understand that there is an adjustment period for rookies when they enter the league. Naturally, the game speed is different. The defenses are different. The coverages are different. Everything, like the quarterback throws, the timing Everything is significantly different from college football. But when Rogers says, and I knew we would get to this point, some guys were at OTAs and stuff, and they were able to come along a little further. Some guys worked harder during the summer. Aaron, where were you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ben, you're right. You're right. You know, we, we did this conversation months ago. We but Somehow we reopened the conversation about playing in the preseason. I, I think what we need to do every year is in the middle of the preseason when we kind of have a slow football news day, we just have a purge where for the entire show, we just get all of our preseason takes out. Should they play? Should they not play? And we just contain it to one show because this is a topic that I hate coming back to and revisiting. Should he be at OTAs? 
should he play in the preseason? I want to contain all this to one show, and then I want to put it away for a year because I hate this topic. But here's the thing about the preseason. Mm-hmm. The Packers, and I don't care if they don't play in the preseason. They're healthy. The reason that Justin Jefferson went crazy because of some coverage busts and miscommunication and just not sharp play from the secondary, I can attribute that to not playing in the preseason. Yes. When it comes, when it comes to just the general, like rookie wide receivers are not catching up to NFL game speed in the preseason because they're not facing the ones. It's not played with the same intensity. I don't think playing in the preseason would have done that. Well, Watson was hurt and Dobbs did play. But I don't think Rodgers playing in the preseason would have changed anything with how we started this year. So I don't even care about that whole discussion. It's just when you when you talk about Randall Cobb mentoring the young guys and all this stuff and then come out when during the game, the guy with the most catches on your team was freaking A.J. Dillon. Second most was Tanyan. Uh, second most was Dobbs, actually. But then Tanyan after that. Uh, Sammy Watkins and Randall Cobb, again, they ran 55 routes. They had five catches. Like when you come out and say, yeah, we need to be patient with everybody. It's like, Mm -hmm. there's a clear way for me to avoid this whole situation. And I know you hate the summer and you hate the OTA and all that stuff. But if you're there, we're at least starting on a higher foot than if you weren't there. And we clearly are seeing the result of the latter. Well, you know, the part of that answer that annoyed me is like, we just got to keep giving these guys opportunities. My brother in Christ, you are the only one responsible for giving these guys opportunities. <laughs> Why are you talking to us? You're the one who throws them the ball. I watched that game on Sunday. Watson was open a ton. He dropped one pass. And instead of thinking, wow, he was wide open. You know, what a what a funny way for him to start his career. We'll just, we'll get it back to him. It'll be fine. You said, no, that's all. I'm not throwing you the ball anymore. Yep. You are the one responsible for the opportunities, my guy. Throw him the ball more. Yep. And uh, when Jordan Love came in, I will note that his fourth pass did go to Christian Watson for 25 yards. You know? So so yeah. even even the stats that Watson had, uh, what did he finish with? Finished with two catches for 34 yards on four targets. Well, one catch for nine yards with Rodgers there. And I think it was something quick to the outside, if I remember correctly. He just didn't go back to them with the football. And it can change as the season goes along. I'm confident it will. He's an amazing quarterback. But there, I, there are clear avenues to avoid what we're going through right now. Rodgers is going to make me hate Randall Cobb this year. I'm, I already know that it's coming. And I, and I feel bad because Randall Cobb seems like a really nice guy. But by the end of the season, I'm going to despise him. Not personally, but as, as a player on my team in the ecosystem of my offense. I'm just, he's going to make me mad. Yep. Only two catches, 14 yards. Again, him and Sammy Watkins, 55 routes ran. They combined for five catches, 32 yards. Even listen, even if you're so down on the rookies, there are veterans in the room. You played with Randall Cobb forever. Let's go forward. They understand the why they understand the why though. This is sorry. I cut you off. Yeah. They, uh, what was the other thing he said at the end of that cut? I don't know. We need to keep uh, going. Will you understand the why and the how? That bothered me. I mean, which the part how. bothered me? There's a million things. I, I should have written them down. That's no, the how. Me. Yeah, the yeah. why and the how. Well, the how seems more important at this stage in the game. Maybe let's get that part down. One guy who seems to not understand the how at this point or the why. Aaron Rodgers was asked about the status or progress of wide receiver Amari Rodgers in the offense right now. Yeah, he's returning for us right now. 
That's all I got on it. That to me, like we have said, Rogers has said, if I'm not, you know, talking to you, it means you're doing something wrong. If I'm talking to you, it means, you know, you're doing it right. And I'm going to be hard on you because I trust you as a piece of the offense. Amari Rogers feels like a guy where we sit today that Rogers doesn't. I, if he doesn't trust Watson and Dobbs yet and they're rookies, Amari Rogers just is not even on his radar completely. Can we, before we take this next break, because we're almost to the point where we're woefully late for this next break. Can we role play something really quickly? I want you to be the reporter and I will be Aaron Rodgers. And I don't like Amari Rodgers and Amari Rodgers stinks. Please ask me about Amari Rodgers and I will answer it in a way that will not create any headlines or or stir or buzz. Hey, Aaron, uh, third round pick of last year, Amari Rodgers. No offensive snaps. On the during the game on Sunday, is the, is he going to be a big part of the offense going forward? Oh well, thank you, Ben. Uh, nice to see you. You know, Amari's in his second year here. He was kind of buried on the depth chart last year, which is in a tough place to be. And then we got a bunch of new guys on the team this year. We got Watkins, Cobb is back for year two, and then two rookies. We got a lot of guys, right? And we're trying to work them all in. And Amari Rogers is actually really instrumental to helping us solve our special teams problems. So he's kind of focusing on that right now. And anything we can get from him on offense in any sort of role I'm happy with, but he's gotten special teams nailed down for us. We didn't have any return issues on Sunday. So offensive snaps or not, he's played a role on this team and I'm really excited for what he might be able to accomplish this year. It's so easy. That was great. It's not hard. It's so easy. It's not hard. (sighs) All right. There are two more cuts I have to play. The last one is what ties into everything we're talking about throughout today. The young wide receiver room, Rogers, the media, all that good stuff. We're going to hit those when we come back. That is Grant Bills. I'm Ben Kenny. In for Bill Michaels today. Packers chatter throughout the day. Most of it focusing on the offense, the wide receiver, the skill positions. You want to chime in? 877-867-1670 is how you do so. We can take your calls coming up here in a couple minutes. More's coming up next. A lot to get to throughout the day today. More Aaron Rodgers when we come back. It's the Bill Michael Show. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back, Bill Michaels Show. Ben Kenny Grant Bills on this Thursday. So, Aaron Rodgers talking to the media as we go through the other things he had to say about the young wide receiver core. There are three left. The last one is the kicker, if you will. Aaron Rodgers on where is uh, where's the place, you know, whether it's the game or practice or meetings or whatever, where wide receivers can earn his trust. Here's what he had to say. All of it. When you can answer questions quickly, when you can understand the why and the, and the what, and then we're going to go out and execute, um, that is a great way to earn trust, whether you're a first-year player or a tenth-year player. I wish, I wish, Grant, we were on video stream right now. I was just thinking that. Because I, I can't say words to convey how I feel, but I'm, I'm pretty sure my body language and facial expressions is getting the point across. It's just, it's too much. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't try to teach the kindergartner calculus. You, you, you do it in stages. You bring kids along when they're learning and they're maturing and feel like wide receivers should maybe be similar. You know, maybe they don't need to understand the the why and the what of it all can we just 
Can we focus in on a couple of routes, really get those down? And like, maybe, maybe we need Paul Christ in his playbook that oh, I'm convinced God. is only 10 plays. Seven. Simplify it down, dub it down. And it's, it's one of those deals where part of being young and learning math in first grade and second grade, you're not really learning that much. You're learning how to learn. If you will, you're learning uh, how to actually develop as, as a young child, right? They're not teaching you that much because you don't have the mental capability at that point to, to, to get all of it. And, and there are some anomalies, like there are some special wide receivers in the NFL, like Justin Jefferson, obviously Jamar chase them as rookies. They came in. They're instantly unbelievable. Also, I think their teams did a great job at scheming ways to just get them the football, get them the ball, get out of the way. We move forward. We have success. It's one of those deals where, yeah, you're trying to teach a, a a rookie or in this analogy, a younger elementary school person like calculus or algebra or whatever. It's just it feels too advanced. And if he really feels this way and directly goes away from Christian Watson for the rest of the football game, then it leads me to think something has to change about the offense. Maybe the school analogy isn't perfect for this situation. I don't know this to be true, but I, I maybe would just get a sense that Rogers is anti-public education and, and feeding, <laughs> feeding. What's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, propaganda yes. to young children. That's the word I was looking for. That's a rabbit hole. Aaron uh, Rogers on dealing directly with young receivers like Watson Dobbs and others. The guys know I'm going to hold them accountable. Because I believe in them. If I'm, I've said in camp, if I'm not talking to you, that means that you you might be pretty far out on a limb and and need to start reeling in a little bit. But there's a standard that I'm going to hold these guys to because I believe in them. But also there's a patience that comes with the inexperience. Um, but the direct conversations are the best way. These are, these are good kids. They really are. They they want to please. They want to do the right thing. They care about it. And at the end of the day. You know, that's how that trust is built through the direct communication. Patience, patience, patience. This goes back to the question I asked at the beginning of the show. Like, how how patient can we be? How long can we wait? It's one of those deals. I keep saying it. Last year, you felt good going out of week one because it was an anomaly turnover game. Rodgers was not going to throw that many interceptions ever again. And you had personnel on offense where they could do what they do. We had seen it happen and quite well. It worked quite well in the past. This year, I mean, it's clear. They're not at the point yet where they can do that. So how patient can we be, A, or does something need to need to change a bit? Um, Grant, I will note we are at this point woefully late for a break. Woefully. We have to step I, away. Yeah, I, I can add to this when we come back. I have some thoughts on Brian Gutekunst, actually. I'm thinking of this from a front office angle. There is a lot more to get to, a lot different ways to attack this. There is one more cut that I will need to play, a Rob Domofsky piece on ESPN that plays into it. We'll get to all that next. So much more. That is Grant Bills. I'm Ben Kenny. It's the Bill Michael Show. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers got some good news. Wide receiver Alan Lazard is back after suffering an ankle injury in practice a few weeks ago. Lazard asked about what his expectations are despite missing the first game of the season. I felt very positive, very strong about my ability and still do about, you know, the rest of the year going forward and everything. But, you know, obviously just a little mishap and 
kind of get back on the tracks from here on. Rookie Christian Watson on what was said in meetings with the coaches after losing to the Vikings in Minnesota. There was a bunch of positives from the game, um, you know, a bunch of things I can take away and kind of, you know, use going forward. And obviously, you know, there's the negatives as, as well. But, you know, I feel like, you know, it was my first one, you know, kind of got that one out the way. And, you know, hopefully you know, those, you know, first game jitters and, you know, all those uh, all those nerves are gone now and I can just go out there and play fast. Aaron Rodgers on how he's trying to connect with young receivers like Watson and Romeo Dobbs. For the most part, the best thing to do is off to the side, in the cafeteria, in the locker room, in a meeting room, put your arm around a guy and say, hey, look, this is what we need from you. Next time this comes up, I really need you to be thinking this when you break the huddle and this when you get the line of scrimmage and get this look at the snap of the ball and make this reaction. The most important thing for a jump to happen is to not repeat the same mistake twice. That's Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Welcome back in. It is the Bill Michaels show on a testy Thursday. There's your adjective, Grant. That is Grant Bills. I'm Ben Kenny. 877-867-1670. We could take your calls coming up after the top of the hour. There's a lot left to get to today, and we will. It's a loaded show. There is still one big Rogers clip. We need the proper time to expand upon it as well as a good piece from Rob Domofsky on ESPN. We'll get to that after the top of the hour. Grant, you said you wanted to expand upon a thought or two about patience. Yeah, it's just something that I'm thinking about. As I listen to Rodgers talk about his young wide receivers, I wonder if Brian Gutekinds is just sitting up in his office thinking, see, this is why we don't spend high draft picks on wide receivers. You know what I mean? You guys have been asking for years. Why don't you guys draft wide receivers in the first draft? This is why. Because it's like a two- to three-year thing. And we can get more out of a rookie linebacker, D lineman, corner than we can get out of a rookie wide receiver the way that Rodgers is with him. You exactly. Know what I, mean? I wonder, yeah. That last point, it's not this way everywhere, right? Yes. Like across the NFL, fantasy guys, they don't love rookie receivers because most of the time it, it they're not amazing from the start. Rookie running backs are, but rookie receivers, it takes a little while. However, the really good ones we've seen come out recently – Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, to name two. I, it was instant, right? It's not this way everywhere. So yeah. I whether it's a overall LaFleur offense thing, whether it's a Rodgers thing, I don't know. But that leads us into, I mean, something we're going to talk about is whether there need to be subtle changes just to get them the ball in simple ways. And I think the answer overall is yes, as you ease them into their careers. But there's also an alternate route that we're going to get to because there are veterans on the team. And those veterans at the receiver position, again, 55 routes ran last Sunday, five catches. Understand the why. If you're so concerned with the young guys, then throw it to the old ones. It's a testy Thursday. He's going to throw it to himself. (laughs) The one man he can truly trust. (laughs) We're going to step away, take a quick break. More Rodgers, more on the Packers coming up next. That is Grant Bills. I'm Ben Kenny. It's the Bill Michaels Show. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.